This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Department of Agriculture is out with new figures that underscore the impact of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. USDA's newest World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report is out today with fresh data on agricultural exports and global stocks on hand. AgriPulse's Amy Mayer has more. USDA is making its first assessments of how the war in Ukraine may impact global agriculture. But the March World Agriculture Supply and Demand Estimates, out today, did not show dramatic changes. Iowa State University ag economist Chad Hart says mostly it pointed to the need to keep watch as things progress. That was what was fascinating to me about looking at this report, was that when you looked at the general picture that USDA put out there, they're not showing big swings in the export demand for the 2021 crop. The report raised export estimates for corn and soybeans a little, but reduced them for wheat. That's even though both Ukraine and Russia grow a lot of the world's wheat. Hart says some U.S. farmers might make small changes to grow more, but most planting decisions have already been made. There does tend to be that flex, that 5 to 10 percent, which can move um, during springtime rallies like we've seen in these markets. But he says the gap is in winter wheat, and spring wheat grown here is not a perfect replacement. For now, he says other European countries and Australia are likely to fill the needs in places like North Africa and the Middle East. If it's temporary, we are usually pretty good at rerouting um, supplies around. I mean, but it does come at a price. Ultimately, some U.S. farmers will benefit from higher global wheat prices. But Hart says they'll get those from marketing crops sitting in bins today. A prolonged disruption in Ukraine could be a different story. Amy Mayer, AgriPulse. New legislation to promote E15 as part of a broader strategy by biofuel advocates to address recent hikes in gas prices. A new bill led by Iowa Senators Joni Ernst and Chuck Grassley would authorize year-round E15 sales and take a handful of other actions to promote the fuel. National Corn Growers Association biofuels lobbyist Kathy Berggren says there's also administrative action being encouraged. The White House has some emergency-type authorities that, that they could use. We've made a request that they use that as well. In addition to Ernst and Grassley, the bill is also backed by Senators Amy Klobuchar, Tammy Duckworth, Roger Marshall, Tammy Baldwin, and Deb Fisher. Finally today, recent global events have some in agriculture wondering if it might be time to reevaluate domestic fertilizer use. AgriPulse's Hannah Pegel has more. A food policy expert says fertilizer prices will play a significant role in global food security, especially with the impact of the Russia invasion in Ukraine but could be an opportunity to reevaluate how and why fertilizer is applied. Charlotte Hebebrand is the Director of Communications and Public Affairs for the International Food Policy Research Institute. She says the way fertilizer is applied is not the most efficient. They are applied in such a way that is rather indiscriminate, so that a lot of the fertilizer is actually wasted that is applied to crops. And that's because it's not being applied in a very crop or site-specific way. Uh, of course, improvements are being made uh, on this and, and fertilizer use efficiency is increasing. But you could argue, okay, higher prices might perhaps then get people to think more about reducing those nutrient losses to the environment. Hebebrain says fertilizer applications need to focus more on the nutritional needs of plants versus economic factors. Right now, fertilizer use is sort of dictated by price, right? If, if fertilizers are affordable, farmers will use it more. If crop prices go up, they'll use more fertilizers. But in an ideal world, we wouldn't 
look at fertilizer application in that way. We would we would apply fertilizers according to the agronomic needs of the plant and, and to the nutrient levels within the soils. That's really ideally where we would be, but unfortunately that hasn't really been the case. Uh, uh, so perhaps things could change there. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pegel. Now here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. There are more than 140 million acres of farmland used in conservation and wildlife habitat efforts. That's equal to the size of New York and California combined. Learn more at fb.org forward slash sustainability. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting from Commodity Classic in New Orleans, Spencer Chase, Agripulse.